Are cyber criminals taking aim at your financial portfolio, and will you even know it if they take you for everything you're worth? I'm Brian Ellis, and I'll tell you what to watch for right now in episode number 26. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Would you even know it if a cyber criminal were draining your bank accounts, stock portfolios, and retirement accounts as we speak? Odds are you probably wouldn't, and the hard truth is that your financial advisors and investment custodians probably wouldn't either. While every bank and investment firm boasts about its cybersecurity, the facts of the matter paint a very different picture when it comes to the safety of your identity and your funds that are invested in traditional online accessible accounts. And the media, government, and financial institutions all over the globe are working together to keep you from getting a good look at that troubling picture. Here's why. Just this past month, Russian hackers were able to infiltrate financial institutions around the world and steal at least $1 billion that we know of from those institutions which are located mainly in Russia, the U.S., Europe, and Japan. This is the largest bank theft ever, and it's been kept largely under the radar. We only found coverage of this in one or two media outlets online, and even then the focus was not on the event itself, but rather some pretty general action being taken by the president, encouraging the government and the public to share information about cyber threats and uh, some rise in stock values of cybersecurity firms. While it might be tempting to take your investments and head back to the dark ages of putting your money in your mattress and hoping that you wouldn't have a house fire, the reality is that as an investor today, you will experience cybercrime either directly or indirectly at some point in your life. That's a tough pill to swallow, but once you accept it, you can start to take action to avoid it and limit your losses when it happens. That's why today we will address three of the biggest cybercrime risks out there and how you can deal with them. Risk number one, financial records theft. Did you know that in the past year, more than 500 million financial records were stolen? The FBI reported these thefts, along with a footnote indicating that the average breach in private identity records goes undetected for seven months. You might think that as long as no one is using your information, you're safe, but the reality is far different. As soon as your records are compromised, they are likely to hit the Internet in multiple black market options, where they are sold to as many people as will pay for them to use as they like. So what can you do about this? Diligence is key. You can't trust your financial institution to detect a breach in a timely fashion, so you must monitor your own financial activity diligently and respond immediately every time there appears to be a problem. Many Americans have actually become numb to identity theft because it happens so regularly, but self-directed investors who value their assets must protect those assets every time they are at risk and never write off anomalies in their credit or put off taking security measures when their identity might have been compromised. Risk number two, obsolete cybersecurity. Any financial transactions that you conduct online through an internet-based portal are subject to hacking, period. So check on your preferred portal cybersecurity policy regularly. Not only should the financial institution be updating its policies and practices regularly, but you should be able to find out which cybersecurity firm your institution uses and monitor that firm as well. If the company does not appear to update its data protections regularly and keep consumers and clients informed about changes and risks in the industry, then you could find yourself with a problem that you didn't even know you could have. For example, many businesses and banks rely heavily on encryption software to keep data safe. 
However, encryption alone is far from sufficient because hackers can access encrypted codes, break them, and then easily steal real-time data for months or years before being detected. Clients who do not know that encryption alone is not sufficient may be lulled into a false sense of security by an institution using a subpar cybersecurity service. Risk number three, employee pressure. Cybersecurity companies who handle their own assessments in-house are at far higher risk for security breaches because their employees may fear bringing attention to potential problems because they are concerned about putting their jobs at risk. Make sure that the cybersecurity firms used by your financial institutions conduct regular outside party risk assessments and report the findings in a meaningful way. You cannot eliminate the potential for cybercrime in today's world, but you can refuse to keep your money with parties who refuse to take the necessary actions to counter and prevent it. And here again, real estate-based assets have an inherent advantage over net-savvy alternatives such as stock and bond trading. While it's certainly possible for real estate records to be feloniously modified, it's simply far more challenging to modify investments where real physical paper is involved, most of which must be notarized and recorded at a courthouse. That, of course, doesn't stop a criminal from hacking into your bank account, so clearly cybercrime is a threat to all of us regardless of asset type. Now, in the next episode, episode number 27, we're going to return to the topic that you're all asking me about so much via feedback at sdiradio.com, and that is real estate note investing. I'll give you a case study of a real deal that we've done and help you to understand why note investing can be such a beautiful opportunity for you. So subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes so you don't miss a moment. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 